Welcome and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in the industry, published authors, and fascinating people. As a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters, and when it all aligns, everything works. And this week, we have Divya Pa-Rake, and um, she is coming to us from the East Coast. She is an international bestseller and um, really excited to share um, with you. Divya is a four-time number one international bestseller. She's an international speaker, a business leader, and an advisor for the book writing muse who has had great success with other leaders and entrepreneurs and aspiring writers. Divya's books and strategies have been endorsed by the likes of Brian Tracy, Marshall Goldsmith, Kevin Harrington from the Shark Tank, and many, many more. And so you can tell um, she's even been profiled with Sherry Wynn, who's a two-time Olympian. We've got some great things to learn from Divya today. And um, so we're going to go ahead and um, welcome you to today's episode. Thank you for having me, Marlo. So appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so take us there. A four-time number one best-selling author, Divya, how did you get to that status, and what is it that you're doing for entrepreneurs today? Mm, great question, Marlo. So it all began a long time back. When I was a child, I used to love writing poems. And, of course, you know, they were <laughs> not very good. At least I didn't think they were that good. And yet you're your parents and your friends and especially adults will say, oh, you're so good. And I used to love writing short stories. And then as my life progressed, I went into science because I was always fascinated by science, how the human emotions worked, how the brain chemistry worked. And I went into field of biochemistry. And from there, I continued working towards uh, biopharmaceuticals, and as part of biopharmaceuticals, you have to turn in several reports, write protocols, very boring and drawing, and this is, you're talking about taking hardcore science data and presenting data in a matter of fact, making conclusions, and what I realized was that whenever I would send out my protocols or reports, I would have the least number of reviews and edits, so fast forward, as I decided to go into coaching, as I was transitioning from my corporate world, I was invited to write an anthology. Right after similar to like what you and I are going through as after a podcast and the podcast invited me to write an anthology. So for the first time when I started writing, it was a nightmare. And I even came to a point where my publisher told me, Vivian, we can keep waiting so many other authors, because if you are going to hold up your end of bargain, then you might as well as, you know, forget about writing your first anthology. And then that really put fire under my purse, so to speak, or my behind. And then that lit me up and I finished writing it. And being a scientist, I always love to research and hypothesize and see what new areas can come up, what else is out there. I discovered that I had a passion for writing. And of course, I was getting overwhelmed and it was not 
what I thought it would be easy and all that. So I worked with world-class masters and took their programs. I love investing in myself because I know the value of it. And as I started learning from them and going back to my corporate life, I found that I already had a process that I could almost bring it to the point of repeatability because science is something where you need to always have predictable results and have predictable processes. So using that formula, I started working on myself, honing and continuous improvement and using Lean Six Sigma. And what I found was I was able to write one book, second book, and then easily I was able to write book after book, sometimes in a month, sometimes in three months, especially if it was a long book. And then when I started sharing these with my clients, they got totally enthused and excited and said, hmm, what kind of process do you have? And I shared that, you know, it's a process where we help train your brain and we remove the fears and doubts strategically. So a couple of them came and I found that my process worked for them. So we were like, okay, great. And I was mm. able to take not well, one, but quite a few people through the process of book writing. And then as it happened, you know, again, learning, I've taken not only my books to being number one best-selling books, I've taken several of my clients to best-selling. That's amazing. I love it. So the words you use, predictable, formulas, process, all of those things have allowed you to create a very simple system for your clients. And so talk to us. How, how does somebody go through the process of writing a book? I mean, what is it about starting a book that you can help them when you say, you know, help process the brain to remove some of that fear? Um, talk to us about those first steps. Absolutely. So usually what happens is, and this is true for me, as well, every single time I write, I've written 12 books. And every single time I step into it, I will, hmm, you know what? Let me see. I don't think I have time. I don't think I know much about this subject. Yes, I've written stuff on the other topics. I'm writing on this topic. Maybe this is a topic that's out there. Maybe will it be looked at really well or will people find loopholes in it, you know, find poke holes in it? What will happen? So all those doubts emerge for every single one. Because what happens is our brains are designed to suffice, not to optimize. Because think about it, millions and millions of years of evolution, what has happened is, very simple story I'll tell you, is when I was little, I could not ride a bike in first time. I would ride it, then I'd fall down. I'd ride it, then I'd fall down. However, I persisted, and I continued to learn riding how to bike. And then, of course, you know, you even forget that, how hard it was to ride a bike. Several years elapsed, and then one time I was in, at a, I think I was at a friend's house, and she suggested, can we go for a bike riding? I'm like, hmm, it's been years that I rode a bike. She said, oh, it may come back to you. That's why they say it's like riding a bike. I hopped onto the bike and lo and behold, yes, I was a little shaky and afraid to fall down, but I was able to ride a bike. 
So that's what it is. Our brains are designed to suffice to take what we have learned and make it automated habits. And that's one of the reasons why we cannot get rid of habits. So that's why, you know, we have all these doubts and negative clutter and noise creeping up and pulling us down and making us come and stand in our own way of success. So what we do is that, first of all, we decide what is it that the book is going to be about? What is their message? How is the person going to really, really help others? Because at the core of every book, there is a message. It's about bringing their David, just like the David of Michelangelo, bringing their David out. And to do that, imagine a sculpture, because that's what one of my clients, Lloyd, has mentioned to me is that that's, I'm his quote sculptor. And how you chip away the pieces and what's left behind is the masterpiece. And that's what we do. That's very powerful. That's very powerful. Okay, so, you know, it, would you say that most of the people that go through the writing process, Divya, have that um, reserve about them when starting a book? And why do you find that to be so, um, you know, so dominant with, with the people that you work with? Well, it's not the case with everyone. Just like, you know, there is no one size fits all. We all human beings are different. However, I have found that book writing is something so special. You may have written hundreds of blogs. So I will share an experience with one of my clients, Karen. Fantastic lady. She has gone and spoken to Pepsi, and she's an executive coach. Phenomenal lady. And she has a whole program, books and books of programs, detailed programs. And when it came to book writing, there is just something about book writing that holds you back. You can call it fear. You can call it whatever there is, because what you're doing is now you're taking your wealth of knowledge and making it concise. So it may be sometimes be fear and sometimes it may just be a resistance to something that's putting you out there. And then sometimes, there are people who have been gung-ho on writing and they have just come, taken the process and run and finished it. So there are all types of people. Mm, very good. And of the 12 books you've written, what's your favorite and why? <laughs> oh my, this is like asking me, I've got 12 kids and which one is my favorite? <laughs> so Is it possible? Yes, I can narrow it down. I will share that the Entrepreneur's Garden is one of my most favorite because regardless whether you're an entrepreneur or a corporate CEO or a Navy SEAL to speak for that matter, or if you're just a domestic engineer, regardless of who you are, it's about having that entrepreneurial spirit. It's about going beyond where you are, stepping into your confidence and not being happy with it. I say be satisfied, but don't be so satisfied that you are not moving forward. Think about it. If people like Graham Bell, if people like 
different scientists, Louis Pasteur, and if these people had not gone through what they went through, if they had not gone through that process of revealing their genius, we would not be where we are with technology and great things that we enjoy as the fruits of labor. So I would say, yeah, the entrepreneur's garden pulls it all together and helps you lead that life that you can thrive in and live with more joy and more freedom. Absolutely. And in that book, you mentioned that the book explores the nine essential relationships that business owners need to master to be successful while growing their passion for what they do. Can you tell us a little bit about those nine relationships? Sure. That's one of my favorites because nine relationships is something like you can implement wherever you are. One is relationship itself. If you don't have the mindset to achieve something, if you don't have the skill set and competencies, it's how you love yourself, how you're compassionate about yourself. It's so deep. And then you are trusting of yourself, confidence, and results and decisions take you towards your destiny. Next is relationship with time. And I say that relationship with time is time is so important that it is the most valuable currency of your life. Time lost is opportunity lost. It's life lost. And it is relationship with money. If you do not have the right relationship with money, you will be playing in small leagues. And if you have the right money mindset, you'll be playing in bigger leagues looking for bigger opportunities and taking actions that will catapult you towards your success relationship with your people. And that includes your team, your market, your partners. And it's about giving to them first before asking them that, Hey, come serve me, serve me, serve me. No, it's almost like going out with a gift in your hand, passing it to them. Relationship with legacy. Why wait till you die? Why not live your legacy now? Relationship with debt. And when I talk about debt, it's not about the ultimate debt that everyone is going to go through. I'm talking about debt in the perspective that so many times we let our fears and doubts let us live to our full potential, then you're not living fully, then you're not fully passionate about what you do, you are not living, you're just a passerby. And then relationship with results. What do you do with results? How do you sustain that success? So many times people will reach that peak, but what is it that can help you stay on that narrow peak? And if you fall down, get back up there again. And not only that, but how are you going to be able to help other people? So it's not just about you. It's about stepping into your success and expanding it to include others, to make a community where contribution and where support resides. Yes. Now, can you take us to one of your personal stories around a mindset leap maybe that you've taken in your, your own success journey? Is there an example that you can take us through? 
Oh, yeah. So initially when I started out coaching, I was trading my hours for dollars. Here I was where, again, when we are t- so basically it, it includes the two relationships, time and money. When I started out, I was, hmm, I'm just a beginner. I'm a rookie coach. I don't have much to offer, which again brings in relationship itself. And I will start charging only so much. And then what started happening was, yes, I got clients, but then I was working with clients who were again playing in the small league, thinking from a place of scarcity. And then even though I was charging them less, they still had issues with paying even that small amount. Sometimes it was even like 75 bucks or 50 bucks. And then as I went through reflection and working with coaches, because it's so important. I had, I've had two coaches since the first day. And as, as I was working with them, I started to realize that I was bringing that 20 years of science background of running multi-million dollar projects. I was only scaling it down. It was not that I was a rookie. It was just a different title. Like you have a different title in the corporate life. So you jump from one department to another department, or if you move even in the same department wearing different hats, you are still bringing your competencies and values and skill sets and learnings and yourself. Yourself is the key thing. You're bringing yourself where you're going. And when I realized that, I realized that from a place of giving and being a heart-centered entrepreneur, that it's okay to charge for my value. It's not about the hour. It's about the value that I'm providing to my clients. And yes, if it is a whole lot more and if I'm expensive, then it's okay because I'm working with elite people. Because the key is that people that I work with, if they have this hunger and desire to grow themselves and help others, then I'm working with elite of the elite and then they expand of reach is tremendous because I want to grow my reach tremendously, secondary, tertiary, where I'm impacting millions and millions of people and I can't do it alone. And when you work mm-hmm. with energized people, you know, they're going to go and impact others. So that's the story that when I learned the value, I did not hesitate to charge for my value and not trade dollars for hours and what a mindset leap that is i mean to be a true entrepreneur i think you experienced i mean probably most of what you share in your book with those the relationship to money and legacy results time all of those wonderful things well you have just been an absolute delight um, to have with us today and to learn more about um, divya parekh you can um, visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can learn how to obtain her book, connect to Divya's resources, and add her to your circle of influence. And before we leave this podcast episode today, um, Divya is being very generous, and she has a giveaway um, that she would like to share with our audience today. And Divya, why don't you um, share with us um, what you are giving away and how to, how to, uh, to participate? Thank you, Marlo, for such a wonderful opportunity. So one of the giveaways is 
https as in sam colon forward slash forward slash success dot dot com forward slash make it big and that is how to make it big through your book and the second is success.diviaparik.com forward slash the hyphen entrepreneurs hyphen garden. And for this one, it will take you to my book page where I do ask you to purchase the book. However, that said, when you purchase the book, the key is that you will be receiving a $50 worth assessment that is going to give you insights about your hidden motivators. What is it that's stopping you? What is it that's helping you succeed? I believe in this book so much that I'm willing to take that step towards your success, but I'm willing to spend 50 bucks for that assessment so that you can move forward. It's about taking that first step and going towards your success. Mm, really great value. Okay, so you've just shared with us um, a few. So you can go to um, Divya Parekh and you can go to the, the Entrepreneur's Garden and you can go to um, the landing page and share with us again the success. Oh, absolutely. It is success.diviaparekh.com. Make okay. it big. And then the second one is success.diviaparik.com, the hyphen entrepreneurs with an S hyphen garden. Fantastic. All right. And lots of great information. And like she said, there is a $50 value in there that matches the book with um, what Divya has to share in her insight and knowledge about being an entrepreneur and the 12 best-selling books that she has out there to learn from. So Divya, what, um, you know, what an opportunity. Thank you for aligning with us today. I know that this audience has so much to learn by what you shared with us today. And um, we invite you to um, share this podcast with others. And we thank you in advance for that partnership. This is Marla Wiggins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Thanks again, Divya. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be in touch. Thank you.